0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive.
1: It is Friday, November 11th. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swatt. I'm here until 6 o'clock. We're going to open up the text line for you this entire hour. We're going to give you an opportunity Get it off your chest before the game tomorrow between Marshall and App State. You can do so at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is your final day to get it all off your chest before we play the game on Saturday. And, of course, we reset everything depending on the win or the loss because we'll be here all day long starting at 1230. We'll have a pregame coverage here and on our sister station, 93-7 The Dog. Then we got the game, and then I'll be right back after the game for our postgame wrap-up, where we take your phone calls and text as well. And hopefully we'll hear from a victorious Charles Huff. We're going to hear from the head coach himself in just a little bit, previewing tomorrow's matchup between App State. We've got some good news and we got some bad news as far as the Marshall front is concerned, as far as the Olympic sports. The good news is the Marshall women in volleyball won against Arkansas State. It was a five-set victory, won that. Now Marshall closing out the weekend with Arkansas State. That's coming up in about an hour at the Henderson Center. So volleyball once again at the Henderson Center. Yesterday, the Marshall women's basketball team, very competitive, but at the end fell a little short, 73 to 61. Lost to the Purdue Boilermakers, close, but not close enough. Marshall was very competitive in this game. That final score, maybe not indicative of what that game really was. Marshall just couldn't get it done down the stretch. So. Uh, Hats off to Tony Kemper for having his team ready to go. Unfortunately, just didn't have enough gas in the tank. Couldn't get it done all the way. Hopefully the Thundering Herd will be able to bounce back and take on West Virginia Wesleyan. That's coming up on Tuesday. Tip at the Cam Henderson Center is going to be set for 6 o'clock. We're going to find out Monday. Sometime afternoon, we'll find out Monday where, if invited, where Marshall men's soccer will be in the NCAA tournament. The early round exit, maybe having some people on edge a little bit. It's kind of vibe I've been getting here last couple of days. Maybe on edge a little bit. It's going to be a private ceremony or a private watch party for the soccer team. That's coming up on Monday because also the fountain ceremony is going to be Monday at noon as well. So hopefully we have a um, – we have a—I'd a, like to think that Monday, even though it's going to be busy, it's going to be a little somber, but we can lift everyone's spirits up after we find out if and where, if, when, and where Marshall soccer will be playing in the NCAA tournament. So that's something to look forward to on Monday. Uh, what else what else do we have to look forward to on Monday? Well, we got, we got basketball, home opener v- versus Tennessee Tech. Um, if you weren't with us yesterday, they're going to do some different things. I think everything's still a work in the progress right now. Everything's still testing things out, getting things, you know, let's see how this rolls. I know they changed configuration of floor a little bit. The new floor is not going to be available until mid-December. They're going to have the light show. So I understand that if you're not familiar with what they're wanting you to do with the app and how to download it, there's going to be people there to help you understand what they want to do as far as the light show. So now you're going to be part of the light show with your phone. And if there's a big enough crowd there and a lot of people have got the app on, on the phone, maybe just maybe it's going to be pretty spectacular. I don't know though. I'm a little, I'm wait and see on this. I'm just a little wait and see because, and this isn't a commentary. This is just a statement. The crowds at Marshall basketball, skew a little older. So how many people are going to want to bother with doing something on the app? How many people have their phone and maybe have a couple of things. You have a you have a phone, you have Facebook on it. And then again, this isn't a commentary, this is just a statement of fact. I can't wait to see how this plays out because I'm not sure just yet. I I want to be pleasantly surprised when I see all of this in action with how the the app's going to sync up with the music. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how this plays out. So we'll all find out together Monday, home opener, against Tennessee Tech Uh, set for 7 o'clock. We go on the air with our pregame at 6.30 with uh, the network broadcast, and then I'm going to be on like a half an hour before that at 6. So I'm on at 6, network broadcast at 6.30, tip-off a little bit after 7 o'clock. And you can keep it all right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Are they going to try to do this as well for the women's? I should have asked. With the women's game on Tuesday, are they going to try to do something similar with the light show for the women? Sync the app. I'm curious. I'll find this out, hopefully on Monday, if not sooner. I'll know something maybe sooner than later. I'll be over at the stadium tomorrow. we got Marshall football, 3.30. It's the tribute game. The helmets are going to be shiny and new by the way, if you didn't hear it yesterday, if you didn't hear the show yesterday, and if you're a veteran, it's it's Veterans Day, you have an opportunity to get a a ticket discount through the ticket office. Uh, I don't know if they're still taking – yeah, I know we're a little late now. It's 5.13 for those of you listening live. I don't know if you can still get that discount. I would inquire. I'd check online, see if you could get that discount. But uh, there was a ticket discount for veterans through the ticket office. And tomorrow is going to be the tribute game. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll also hear from Coach Huff in just a few minutes. Get his thoughts on the game with App State, what this team looks like on the offensive side of the ball, what this team looks like on the defensive side of the ball. We will get your comments, your phone calls. Comments are through the text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Of course, I know you all know how to use your phone and text it. I'm not worried there. Looking forward to talking to you. It's our Friday edition of the show. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We will continue on. We've got Coach Huff on the other side here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930.
1: We continue on with this Friday, November eleventh edition, the Drive here on ESPN ninety four point one AM nine thirty. I'm your host Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We've got Coach Chubb comments getting set for Marshall taking on App State. be a fun one, tomorrow. Historically, Marshall App State always getting after each other. Some of the results, maybe not the best. It's always been a fun matchup. It always felt like a rivalry game. Something Marshall has uh, sorely missed over the years, even in Conference USA. It really wasn't that rivalry game. Maybe Western Kentucky served that purpose, but App State means more to me than Western Kentucky did. And that's only because, again, I go back a little bit further than some Southern Conference days. There are some that predate me going back to the Mac days. I'm you know, I'm into it in the in the Silcon days. And so this is an interesting matchup tomorrow. Should be after after the team takes the field, it should become more of a, a football game because there's gonna be a pregame, they're gonna have some a few things, 3 uh, three fifteen. Everybody needs to be in their seats, three fifteen. Going to change it up just a little bit, tweak it as far as the presentation for the uh, memorial game, the tribute game. I think that's what we're calling it, the tribute game. I mean, that's how we referred to it yesterday when we were talking about a tribute game. So I'm going to go with that. Go with the tribute game. And at least that's kind of the impression. Yeah, I, I didn't get like a definitive, hey, what are we calling this when I spoke with Ryan Crisp yesterday, who is the associate athletics director for annual giving, ticket sales, fan engagement and any other title that Christian Spears can tack on to that. The impression I got with this is going to be more of a, we're going to, we're going to pay tribute, not going to be somber. I, I always felt that you come out and it's so somber, and then you got to flip the switch and get fired up, ready to go play a football game. It's always felt different to me. I mean, it's a different game. Of course, You know, this is the game that has been designated to remember the Marshall plane crash, and now we're, seeing this involved into something that's going to embody both the the victims of the plane crash and the young thundering herd, the aftermath of that. So I'm interested to see just what it looks like tomorrow. Is it going to be a little bit more somber? Is it going to be a little bit more joyous? Is it going to be respectful, reflective? I'm interested in all of that. And of course, you know, there's still a football game to be played. You get the helmet with the Young thundering herd, the buffalo. I love the the bison, the, the the running buffalo, whatever you want to call that. I love that design. I hope that the team can incorporate that into some more things. I really like that old school design. But we got a football game to talk about, and first up, Coach Huff earlier this week broke it down for us. Marshall's got a pretty good defense, but App State also. They have a pretty good defense as well.
0: Yeah, they, they do a really good job. Um, they, they put a lot of hats around the ball. Um, they, they play a very similar defense to uh, what we've typically seen in this conference from Lafayette and, and the other teams. You know, odd kind of structure with some overhangs. They got a really good pass rusher, two really good pass rushers, obviously, that play on the edge. Um, their backers are physical, um, really tough physical guys play downhill um to me they do a really good job they're back-end guys they play a lot of you know man coverage or single coverage back there those guys do a lot really good job of contesting balls in the air so they play a defense and they put so many hats around the box that they kind of force you to throw it but then their secondary is so good that you don't want to just throw it out there because they've done a good job of breaking up passes getting interceptions so what we've got to be able to do again um, is create a little bit of variance. You know, how do we keep that extra hat out of the box, either that by formation, motion, you know, quarterback pulling it, you know, whatever it may be, but also still be able to run our offense. You know, if it, there's answers to what they do, we just have to be able to find the answers in what we do to combat what they do. But they play really, really downhill, um, probably one of the better D-lines in this um, in this conference. Um, they do a really good job of pressuring, you know, for for – to kind of you know outnumber you in the run game. Um, and you can tell that their coaches do a really good job, because when they pressure, they still have protection. They're not pressuring and leaving voids. Um, so we're going to have to do a really good job. We're going to have to make sure that the quarterbacks understand where the pressure is coming from, what are my answers when there is pressure, what does the run game look like, how can I affect the run game, um, obviously the flow of the game, when do I, you know, I may Reed may say, pull it, but the read may say, pull it and I get three and I can head it off and get three, you know, not taking that hit, those type of things. Um, we're going to have to really stress this week in practice.
1: Coach Huff on the defense. Now let's talk about the app state running attack. That was something that coach Huff, being a, a running back specialist really has a high regard for.
0: Yeah. I, I, I as a running back coach, I, I kind of, you know, um, admire their, their consistency in the run game. Um, both of those guys run extremely hard. Um, and as a running back coach, I, I I commend them because that's something that's not easy to do um, week in and week out. Um, Peoples has come back and done a really good job. You know, he's a bigger guy, puts his foot in the ground, gets his shoulder square, runs through tackles. Um, both of their running backs do a really good job of reading the zone. Um, they run a combination of outside zone and, and kind of duo um, double team without a puller. Um, they do a really good job in that the, the group that doesn't get as much credit is their tight ends. They're physical um, and they're involved in the pass game. You know what I mean? So you can't really just say, well, because he's back there, he's just going to block. Um, they do a really good job. Obviously, Coach Clark being an offensive line coach and player by nature like myself, that's kind of the heartbeat of their group. They, they are a tough, scrappy group up front. Um, and you can tell that's where they run the ball. They, they're going to run the ball and they're going to stick to the run. Um, But then they've got a quarterback who's good enough to beat you with the throw if you commit too many hats to the ball.
1: Coach Huff, breaking it down what the offensive side of the game is going to look like tomorrow from App State. So what's the answer? What's going to be the correction? What do you need to do? And Coach talked about, he's stressing. Now, it might sound obvious, but Coach is definitely stressing, making sure that the tackling this week he's seeing from his team
0: is improved. Um, we, we we haven't tackled as well or as consistent throughout a whole game as we'd like to for a couple of weeks. Um, so we've got to do a really good job of tackling. Well, we missed um, nine tackles last week um, and they weren't just, you know, hey, I took a bad angle or the guy made me miss. It was I hit the guy and I didn't run my feet. You know, I hit the guy I wasn't, didn't have my hips bent, you know, and underneath of me hitting on the rise. Um, So we got to go back to the fundamentals of tackling this week in practice. It'll be a little bit more physical practice for us this week um, because that's going to be the difference. You know, you're going to get opportunities to tackle these guys, you know, for a three-, four-yard game, but they're rolling forward and getting six or seven, you know what I mean? So we've got to be able to knock back guys in the run game, and then we've got to do a good job of getting – converted from run to pass on their play-action stuff.
1: That's Coach Huff breaking it down, what we're going to see tomorrow from App State and how Marshall's going to respond. And, of course, uh, one thing that uh, we've talked about this week is the progress of Cam Fancher and the offensive line. And here's what Coach had to say about Fancher and that offensive line earlier this week.
0: Um, Obviously, Cam is, is doing some really good things right now. We're getting caught in some situations where, because of the package we put together for him, He's creating a little bit more, um, what do you call it, probably create a little bit more variance in what we can do without doing much more, if that kind of makes sense. Um, so he's been able to kind of grow. I think if you look at his progression, he's gotten more and more comfortable. Um, so I think as a whole, um, you know, offensively, we're getting better, and I think we're getting better at the right time because we're going to need to turn some of those field goals into touchdowns, you know, this weekend. Um, and that's going to be a key part. Uh, for the first time all year, our O-line didn't give up a sack, you know. So that, that's a positive. That's a growth. I mean, obviously, uh, what is this, week nine, week eight, you don't want to say, well, it's you know, the first time he didn't give up a sack. Well, that's the reality of it. Um, and I'm just as proud as those guys. I think we threw it – I don't know how many times we threw it Saturday? Yeah, 25 times no sacks against their DN, number nine, who was a really good player um, who had a lot of sacks and a lot of pressures. Um, for the O-line to have that kind of you know, performance, I think that's really good moving forward. Um, again, I, if I knew or had a, a magic wand to tell you when this thing was going to progress or who was going to be out and who was going to have to step up, um, I I wouldn't be football coach, and I'd be they got the like the one billion deal here in West Virginia, don't they? The lottery, Indiana. yeah. I I would definitely <laughs> wave the magic wand over that. Um, but it's just it's just I'm really really proud of the progress. Now, am I am I saying that the speed is where everybody wants it? No, um, but we've got to continue to build on that. You know, the O line has shown us now that you can. Protect 25 times without giving up a sack. So we got to be able to replicate that and build off it. Cam has shown us now that he can do some things managing the game-wise, you know, even things that you guys don't didn't even see. Just as the game went on, it was probably six or seven minutes left. And Cam started to manage the clock when we were snapping the ball. Just little things that as you know players progress, you know, you you don't really see in the stat sheet, but you start to see from growth. So I thought it was good. Has nothing to do with this weekend. I mean, meaning we're going to have to play really well this weekend. There's going to have to be some other things that we do well this weekend. But it's a great foundation to build off of um, in the last couple weeks of doing some positive on offense.
1: That's the breakdown on Cam Fancher. Now, to follow that up, a question was asked about how Henry Columbia is handling his role right now. Remember, here's a young man who transferred in. This is his third destination, transferred in. And a lot of thought was he was going to be the starter. He came in with the most experience. He came in as a veteran. You were hoping that he could bring that leadership to the position as the starting quarterback. Well, that hasn't panned out these last few weeks. So instead, he's bringing that leadership on the sideline. And Coach talked about how he's handling that role.
0: Yeah, I I think he's, you know, he's handled it great um, because, you know, I know you guys think that we've, you know, only play one quarterback, but every week going into it, there's two kind of plans. Now, when those plans actually take fold and you know you go to plan A or plan B, the flow of the game kind of dictates it. So as a player, you really don't know. It's not like we say, hey, you're gonna pitch 37 pitches. And then if I'm the next guy going in, when you get to twenty seven, I can start to get loose because I know you got, you know, ten more. Well, the flow of the game kind of dictates the plan. So I think Henry's done a really good job of preparing with the right mentality, because obviously he's one play away, plan or no plan, Um, but also in-game playing the game as well. He gets to the sideline, you know, hey, on that play, the the, the star did this, you know, hey, good job pulling it, or, you know, uh, he was kind of, you know, in between, you could have handed it off or you could have threw it, or, hey, it was third and seven, it was a good job throwing the ball away there. You know what I mean? So he's playing the game in his mind. I think that comes from experience as well. Um, Henry's been in this role before, so he kind of knows how to be ready as the backup um, because uh, I tell him all the time, you're ready as the backup, but you don't go in the game as the backup. You go in the game as the starter because you're going in the game to play. Um, so he's done a really good job of managing it. He's done a really good job of preparing, um, you know, in practice. You know, it hasn't been like a, okay, well, I'm you know, I'm, my package is up, so I'm going to be the leader, but my package is not up, so I'm not going to be the leader. He's done a really good job. Um, on the sideline, he's done a really good job, um, and we've been in the situation where just we haven't gotten to that portion of We probably got close to it with Coastal, um, you know, when they went up a little bit, um, but we, we didn't hit it because we still had a lot of time left. Um, so, but he's, he's done his part, and, and I tell him all the time, I, I don't know. You don't know when, so you got to be ready, and he's done that.
1: So he could be ready to go on Saturday. He could be in the game Saturday. We'll find out, of course, game time. That's coming up. We've got it for you. 3.30 is going to be kick here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. With tomorrow being the tribute game, the memorial game, the 75 game. We'll talk a little bit more about the importance of the game, according to Coach Huff, when we continue here on this edition. Plus, We'll get your comments in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our text line to be a part of today's show. It's The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: It's Friday night, one day away from game time. Marshall taking on App State, and we're getting you closer to that kickoff here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We'll take your text this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Tomorrow, you're asked to be in your seats by 3.15, so you don't miss any of the presentation. Tomorrow's the tribute game. 70 and 71 teams combination helmets are going to have the young thundering herd on the back. It's got the old school bison. I love that look. It's black. It's got the names on the stripe. It's a fantastic looking helmet. It's, it's a wonderful tribute and this is a little bit more encompassing. Yeah, you know, this isn't the 75 game, even though the 75 will be honored. Obviously, This is a little bit more encompassing. So uh, pregame is going to be getting set at 3.15. So if you're at the stadium tomorrow, make sure to get into uh, your seat around that time so you can be a part of some of the new additions that uh, I was told that are going to be happening tomorrow with the game. And, of course, uh, the fountain ceremony is set for Monday at noon, and uh, men's soccer selection show is also set for Monday at noon. The uh, soccer selection show. The the team's going to watch it, not in seclusion, but it's going to be private for them. They're not going to have maybe this public watch party this time around. Fountain ceremony will be going on. That's going to be at uh, the Student Center Plaza, so you can attend that. And then hopefully we're going to be talking about after that. We'll be talking about where Marshall will end up in the NCAA tournament. Let's hope that it's a uh, it's. Let's hope that it's a good good seeding for the Thundering Herd. I know there's a little concern there. So we'll find out. All of that's coming up this weekend, starting with football tomorrow. App State, the opponent, Three thirty kick. We've got it for you here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, it's it means a lot. And Coach Huff earlier this week when he talked about this game, he talked about the importance of the week. It's a different game. You want to talk about consistency. You want to talk about yeah you know, week to week. It's you know, one game at a time. All of that, but there's a lot more that goes on when it's this game. When you circle the calendar and you recognize the time frame and it's a November game, it's close to November 14th, you understand the importance of this particular game a little bit more.
0: Obviously, um, huge weekend for for Marshall, huge weekend for this community, huge weekend for, um, in my opinion, the entire country. Um, This weekend uh, represents a tribute to a monumental Um, event that ultimately changed the course of college football, not only the course of um, Huntington and Marshall uh, with the 75 game. um, Our administration has done a really good job of adjusting some of the um, traditions to make it more of a tribute, uh, more of a celebration um, to honor um, this event. Uh, I'm sure you'll get a chance to be talked about, um, you know, the events that are going on throughout the weekend, some of the game day um, adjustments they've made. Uh, My responsibility is to make sure our football team is ready to play um, as best as possible. Um, I don't get into what happens before we come out or what uniforms we wear. I tell them, you guys just tell me, I'll try to get 11 guys to go the right way and tackle the ball carrier. But um, I do, um, standing on the shoulders of a lot of people that have come before me, uh, recognize the importance of this weekend, um, recognize what this weekend represents um, I told the team yesterday, um, our freshman um, your 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 course of action um, with the NCAA was affected by you know this event. Um so even before you chose Marshall or before you knew anything about Marshall, um, Marshall University kind of helped shape your opportunity as we go.
1: That's a fact that I think is overlooked in college athletics. the road to freshman eligibility paved by Marshall University. Now he talked about, getting ready for this game, doesn't get into all of that pageantry, you know, what, what are we wearing, helmets and, and things like that. But the question here is how do you approach this game and stay consistent? And this is what Coach had to say as far as trying to maintain that consistency and understanding at the same time, uh, this is not the same as a normal game week.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the, the approach has is, is changed. I think with today's generation um, – trying to act as if it isn't um, other things involved and trying to act like you've got your your blinders on is not the right approach. Um, I think with this generation addressing all the other things that are involved, but also letting them know that the process for success is still the same as the way to go, um, you know, without social media and without some of the other um, pieces that have come in this generation, maybe you could kind of just focus on, you know the task at hand. Um, ultimately, I think with this generation, you got to recognize: hey, there are some other pieces. You are going to hear other noise. Um, all those things are, you know, are important in their own lanes. But what you can control is how you prepare this week, how hard we play on Saturday, and then do we execute on Saturday? Um, I think that's the approach. I don't think you have to try and make one bigger than the other. The, the 75 game and the rivalry bigger than executing or executing bigger. I think you got to address them and then you have to do what we've done each week. You know, we've played in some homecoming games and we recognize, Hey, it's homecoming for this team or this, um, this weekend um, we've played in, You know, a a ranked opponent game. And we recognize, hey, they're ranked. This is, you know, the stadium's going to be a little bigger. Um, But ultimately, it comes down to what can I control. I can't control the stadium size. I can't control when someone determines that homecoming is. I can't control if we score a touchdown or if they score a touchdown, someone throws a a ribbon flyer over the sideline like happened a couple weeks ago. We can't control those things. Um, But I do think addressing them and then getting back to what we can control is the right way to go.
1: Coach Huff, keeping this team consistent as we get ready for the 75 game, the tribute game, the memorial game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pencil that in eventually. what it's ultimately going to be called? I think we're going with tribute game, but it's still to a lot of people it's a 75 game. You understand what I'm talking about? One question I was asked of Coach Huff, since we're talking about the memorial game, is just how the, how the players have embraced this memorial game? You come to Marshall. You have no history or connection with this. Just because you're on the team, you don't have a, a connection other than you're on the team. You share you know, your the lineage. You, know, you're, you play for Marshall. Marshall, the team in 70, was involved in a tragic plane crash that took the lives of 75 people. But there's been so much distance, you don't have a direct connection to it. But the players who have taken on, I guess, the mantle – put the jersey on understand how how this is significant and they have embraced this
0: coach Huff talked about that yeah i think um one way before i got here the history of this place has always made this event or kept this event relevant um, or kept this weekend relevant or kept the story relevant um and when i got here even back in summer camp you remember we've, we've already been to the cemetery we'll go again friday night um, but anytime you join a family, I think it's ultimately important that you understand that family's history. Um, and just like when you get married, you know, if you've know, got to understand your, your significant other's history of their family. Um, I think it helps you understand the current and the present better when you understand the past. Um, so for our guys, every year we want to make sure that this, this event or this moment doesn't die off with the farther we get away from you know, the actual date. Um, I think it helps our players. The reason I said it to them yesterday, it helps you understand why our fans are so passionate. It helps you understand why um, this community is so close to this university. Um, understanding the history, um, and I think the more they're here and the more they hear it, um, they embrace it. Um, you know, I think even you know we've got 48 new players, and I think all 48 truly have embraced. Um, you know, why Marshall is special um, in their own rights. And, and to me, doing some things, you know, year round, you know, going up in the summer and, and spending some time up there, um, gives them a little bit clearer picture on the front end. I think this weekend will give a little bit clearer picture. Uh, we've had a lot of um, people come back and you know, speak to the team and, you know, hey, we've got family members or had family members involved in this. Um, this is how it's affected me. Um, Our team cares, and I think when you care, you're open to learning, Um, and that's what we've been able to do.
1: There's one thing he said I want to talk about, about making sure this thing doesn't die off. I think as time progresses, and I'm not saying it's going to be forgotten, but as time progresses, there are going to be generations that come after that are not going to have any direct connection to this. Right now, we have siblings, we have spouses, we have children, all directly impacted, friends and family. There's a direct connection to someone on that list of victims. To this day, there are direct connections. How about in 25 more years, those connections, those direct linkage, those are going to Those aren't going to be as numerous. What about in 80 years, 85 years? I'll never see it. I'm interested in what, in 50 more years, how this is presented, how this is portrayed, how this is remembered. In 25 years, will we see the same level? I mean, in 75, let's just say 75 will be a special year because it'll be the 75th anniversary of the tragedy and of course you will want to remember the 75 on the 75th anniversary but how many are how many of us are going to be there that have a direct linkage to this and and then how how much further can this go where the fountain ceremony you turn it off every year it's a reminder it's a remembrance you know will you have the the memorial game in another 50 years these are some interesting things to me, you know, when I hear him talk about this, because I don't know, should we in another 50 years be looking back at this tragedy the way we are now? Those are some interesting, I think, conversations that I'm not going to be around for in 50 years. I would be—I to love to be around for in 50 years, but you know, just the law of averages, I'm not going to be around for some of those conversations in 50 years, maybe in 40 years, maybe in 30 years. I hope so, but... Those are some of the conversations I think need to be have. Uh, texter writes in, we haven't forgot you on the text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Uh, texter asks, uh, I'm going to say the Herd wins tomorrow, uh, twenty one is your prediction? Um, 21 points. That's a big ask. Seventeen fourteen maybe? Seventeen fourteen maybe? I-, I don't know. 21 points seems like a big ask right now. 20 points on Marshall's defense. Yeah, That's possible. 21 points on App State's defense. I mean, that's possible. I'm gonna say 17, 14, maybe, maybe 20, 17. I, I, I don't know. 21, 20. Someone is gonna miss an extra point. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a field goal. It's gonna be an extra point to tie it, and it's gonna get blocked. I think that's what we're, we're saying here. It's our final segment coming up. Don't forget, we got high school football coming up tonight here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Huntington in action, first round of the playoffs. And we've got that game for you right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to get our final break in. When we come back, we will wrap this one up. Drive ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930.
0: We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's our final segment, The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry, the fun doesn't end today. Tomorrow, back at it, we go on the air at 1230 Thunder Street. We're going, to put up a, um, we're going to put up a protective shield over Jones-Yabert Stadium. Uh, keep the nasty weather away. Don't let that stop you. Should be a fun one tomorrow. 3.30 is going to be kick. Marshall App State, we've got the game for you here at ESPN, 94.1. And a.m. 9.30. And then on Monday, home opener for men's basketball against Tennessee Tech. That's coming up at 7 o'clock, tip. On Monday, we'll go in the air at 6 o'clock for that one. Uh, it's staff-faculty appreciation game. And there's going to be some new features as well. If you were listening yesterday on the show, we have the Associate Athletic Director for Annual Giving, Ticket Sales, and Fan Engagement, Ryan Crisp. I'm going to shorten that title. I'm going to come up with a suitable shortening of that title. But Ryan was telling us about some of the things they're going to be doing for basketball. I think there's going to be some more surprises in hand. But uh, if you get there... Bring your phone. If your phone is of the smart variety, bring your phone because there's going to be an app. If you don't have it already, I think it's through the Herdzone app. If you if you download that app, there's going to be a way for you to sync it to what's happening with the pregame presentation. There's going to be some lights attached to that. So I like to see it. in. it's going to basically be the step up and then some to the glow sticks. We have the glow sticks. How cool that was when it was in full force. Well, this is going to be the step up and then some to that. And with that said, thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow, 1230 on Thunder Street. We'll have a cast of thousands there as we get you set for Marshall versus App State. Thanks for tuning in on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.